This one was about as ugly as things can get. The Celtics just can't let themselves fall into these traps. Joe Mazzulla had maybe the most damning thing that he could say about his team after this game, plus the techs, the defense. It's a lot. It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown's 18. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. And I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast direct to your device, whether you subscribe to the audio podcast, subscribe on YouTube, ring the bell, make a comment there, and all of that. And uh, enjoy these post-game podcasts because I'm going to be doing them all season long. I'm John Corrales. I covered the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I'm a former professional boss, a professional basketball player. I'll get it right. I'm having as much trouble tonight as as the Celtics are, uh, apparently. I've also written a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. Later on, I'll talk about the texts and the ejections and all that stuff. I'm saving that for the third segment because that's just a whole separate thing. And I don't want to – I want to talk about the actual basketball, the actual game. The defense, that's something I'm going to save for the second segment. Let's just get to the beginning. First, let's just talk about – the flow of this game because the Celtics had uh, had this had this going really well. Like they they were up nineteen. It was what thirty five sixteen towards the end of the first quarter. They looked beautiful, just Chef's kiss. Mwah, beautiful ball movement, cuts. They had ten assists on their first ten baskets. Eleven assists on thirteen baskets in the first quarter. They were just. It was a, a, a masterclass. It was exactly what I w- would want. I was I was so psyched to start breaking down the cuts and how the cuts materialize and all of that stuff. And they just got away from it all. They got away from it all. They The bench came in, and I'm just shocked, shocked at how bad the Celtics bench was and how good the Bulls bench was. They came in, they hit some shots. Uh, they got a nice contribution from Alex Caruso. Defensively, he kind of changed the energy of the game for sure. And the Celtics just kind of gave into that. The Celtics kind of gave into this uh, feeling like, you know, we're, we're not going to cut. We're not going to do the hard things. We're not going to move the ball. We're going to start just jacking shots up. And it's one of those things that's the the risk of the ball movement, kicking out for three, there's always this little risk that when you hit two, three, four of them in a row, that guys are going to fall in love with that three-point shot. And that's what happened in this in this game. By the way, today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NBA. Uh, Celtics should post a job uh, for people who want to move the ball and continue moving the ball. And the damning thing that 
Joe Mazzula said before he got tossed, or after he got tossed, actually, because he said it postgame. You can't get bored doing the right thing over and over again, whether that's on offense, making the right play, whether it's on defense, continuing to get stopped, regardless of what's going on. So we just kind of focus on hammering away at that. we got to do it every single time. That is, it's not a damning quote, but it's as damning as Joe Mazzula is going to get. You can't get bored doing the right thing over and over again. That is, it's brilliant, it's succinct, and you know what? It's it's not what Ime used to do last year. Ime would would say it a lot more pointed, but for Missoula, that this is as cutting as you can get because no pun intended. That's that says right there the Celtics got away from the 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 thing that was working. It's what I'm saying in this podcast. In in characterizing it as getting bored doing the same thing over and over again is is I think indicative of where this team went over the course of the second, third, fourth quarters. The Celtics can't get away from this blueprint. And I wrote this on Boston Sports Journal. Can't get away from the blueprint of what's winning, what works, because that winning follows a specific blueprint. Offensively, you have to move the ball. You have to get these assists. Uh, the, the, the numbers I came up with uh, on Boston Sports Journal were, in the first quarter, almost half of the shots that they took ended up as assisted makes, which is amazing, right? You, you put up 25 shots, almost half of those shots are go on the board as assisted makes. That's, that's tremendous. The rest of the way, less than 20% of the shots that they put up ended up as assisted makes. Now, some of that is, eh, they just missed. And they they certainly got to a point where the bad luck started to spiral. The bad luck kind of, you know, you're missing layups. The the, the variation, the, the, the variance in sometimes you shoot 80%, sometimes you shoot 8%. And it's just how things average out. The, the so-called water finds its level. But I would contend that if the Celtics started moving and cutting the way they did early in the game, that those things start to correct themselves. The missed layups and stuff like that, that corrects itself because you start to find yourself getting these easier buckets. And it's just doing the hard work of making that extra pass, making that extra cut, driving and drawing people in and moving the ball so the ball can swing a couple of times and the next guy can get his shot. And one of the things that this Celtics, I want to say this Celtics team, the personnel on this team, the guys on this team have in the past, one of the things they've done is when it starts to spiral, when it starts to snowball, there is a tendency on this team or from these guys, there has been a tendency. I'm going to make sure I'm phrasing this right because I don't want to say it present tense because we haven't seen it from this, this year's team. But I've been saying it for so long that it's kind of a habit. They have in the past fallen into the habit of, well, I'm going to do this myself. 
and it becomes ISO and it becomes, it looks, it looks selfish. I do think that they have the good intentions in mind. I think what a guy will say is, well, they, we've gone cold. This guy's gone cold. That guy's gone cold. I'm good enough. I feel good. I'm going to take this shot and well, oh, I missed or it's, it's a little bit forced, but what you end up doing is you, it becomes a, I'll just do this myself. And even if you have good intentions, it turns into something bad. This Celtics formula for winning has to include moving the ball, making the cuts. How many times am I going to say this over however many years? Making those cuts, which they made in the first quarter. They weren't making them later on. And giving themselves the opportunities to score. Everything flows off of that. Every single good thing for the Celtics flows off of that. They did it early. They got away from it. Chicago got some life. And hey, credit Chicago for making the baskets and doing what they had to do. But the Celtics could have done more to stop that. Including Joe Mazzula. You, you do have to call some of these timeouts. The, the Bulls went on a run that at one point was 47-11. to 11. There, I know that you want to get these guys to play through some of these stretches, but the NBA can be such a momentum sport where you just gotta you just gotta sit a guy down. You just gotta sometimes, if for nothing else, just stop them from hitting shots and and get them to cool off just a little bit. Get them sitting down. Get them feeling a little chilly after, you know, the sweat dries up. Whatever it is, literally just stop the flow of the game. All right? Get your guys back into it. You, you just have to sometimes be the coach and use the timeout. I understand fully, 100%, I understand fully that sometimes – you're not going to have that timeout. It's going to be the fourth quarter. You're going to have two timeouts left. It's going to be a tight game, or you'll have a whatever eight point lead, and it's going to start to to dwindle. And you're not going to have that extra timeout to call, or whatever it is. I understand that, and you want those guys to be prepared for that. At the same time, you have to nip these runs in the bud. You have to you have to do something. You're part of the team. I know there's five guys who are out there on the floor, but you're part of the team too. And you have to have that, that thing inside you that says, all right, you know what? I'll let these guys, you know, take it a little bit, but okay. You want to take it an extra play, an extra two, but at some point you have to step in. You just have to, but yeah, I do also agree that, the Celtics also have to do the things that got them to that place. A timeout would be a nice, gentle reminder. Hey, guys, remember when we cut? Remember when we pass? Remember when we're scoring at will? Let's get back to that. And you just build those habits. That's all it is. The defense is a problem. The defense is a problem, and this is one of those games where it was really obvious. They miss Robert Williams for a couple of reasons. 
I'm going to tell you what those couple of reasons are after I talk about LinkedIn jobs. You know, a potential new hire, if you're hiring for whatever small business you have, that new hire can be a big, big deal. And you want to be 100% certain that you've got access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out, check out LinkedIn jobs. It's all about accessing that big talent pool so you can make the right decisions. They help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's incredibly, incredibly important. So you can find those talented people and figure out, hey, if you're reaching the biggest pool of the most talented people, now you have a good chance of hiring the right person. And it's so super easy to create a free post on LinkedIn jobs. Then on top of that, you can add the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. That helps spread the word. It's all about getting that access and simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus the candidates with just the right skills once you find them and the right experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Got to finish this year strong. Got to make sure you're hiring the right people. Get the right people on your team. We see it with the Celtics, how important it is. So a small business like yours, you know that you can count on LinkedIn jobs. It's rated number one by small businesses in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MBA. That's linkedin.com slash MBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Want to catch up on the rest of the league after you're done with the Celtics? Check out Locked On Game 2 Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. You can follow Game to Game on the Locked On NBA feed. Make sure you're subscribed to that. It's also available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I already talked about the Celtics offense, but the defense is a huge problem. You give 120 points to the Chicago Bulls. That's just... I was always afraid of DeMar DeRozan being able to... Look, he scored 25 again, 25 without taking a single three-pointer. That's what DeMar DeRozan does. The Celtics' defense is geared towards giving up the type of baskets that DeMar DeRozan feasts on. So I knew DeMar DeRozan was going to have a decent game here. 25-5-5 and with a steal. Did have three turnovers, but... 25-5-5 and five is a nice nice game for DeRozan living in the mid-range. The Celtics don't have Robert Williams, so what do they do? They play this drop coverage a lot. They can't switch as much as they'd like to. They don't want to put a lot of pressure on Al Horford. They don't want to tax him uh, as early as they did last year. They don't want to put him through the same type of uh, the same type of workload. I get that. Without Robert Williams behind him, it changes a lot of what the Celtics can do because instead of Al Horford playing up, up to touch, up at the level of the screen, he's going to drop. And when you drop and the, the, the perimeter defense is not aggressively chasing the guy over the top of the screen, then you're, you're in trouble. So picture a pick and roll, okay? The big sets the, the screen on the guard. The guard is going over the top of the screen, so he's basically chasing 
their ball handler. He's chasing them over the top. He's going to be behind the guy. Now, you do have to be careful not to aggressively, so aggressively chase that he pulls up and you foul. That was one of the things that was happening a couple, couple of seasons ago. They kind of changed the rules a little bit, so it's not a three-point shot, uh, three, point, uh, three free throws. But you still have to make sure that you're not putting yourself in a position to, to foul the guy. But you still have to be aggressive. You still have to make sure you're you're running that guy off, off the line. It's kind of a what they call a rear-view contest. You're in his rear-view mirror, still putting pressure on him. The Celtics guards in this game were awful. The Celtics perimeter defense was awful. That was everybody across the board, everyone. They were getting blown by left and right. The Celtics just in general have to be better at either staying in front of the guys with the ball or angle them off to the side. Don't let them just get right by you. The Celtics too flat-footed, not playing up, uh, not having good balance, too flat and just letting guys get by them. Now you're beat. Now the now the the, the defense is in rotation. But in this pick and roll specifically, so I don't deviate too much from what I'm saying. In the pick and roll specifically, Al Horford is now dropping back. The Celtics, uh, I looked up some of the numbers, three games, the stats, you know, full of noise, full of lies. But what we see in the Celtics stats is that defensively, they're pretty good at the rim. They've been pretty good over three games at the rim. They give up a ton of mid-range shots because they're trying to run guys off of the three-point line, like I've been saying. And you... Those are the shots that you want to give up. If, if, if you're going to give up any shots, those long two in the, in the mid-range is what you want to give up. But Horford dropping or any of the bigs dropping like crazy, dropping way down, if that guard isn't chasing over the top strongly enough, then we saw Zach Levine pull up for a three. You see guys pulling up for jumpers and not feeling the pressure of the rear view contest. So that type of stuff is just, they have to clean that up. Now, the good news is, is that they can clean it up, but there's effort involved here. There's an effort in defending the way that they, they need to defend. So they're missing Robert Williams like crazy because now this drop coverage doesn't allow for Al Horford to be up higher up. Normally, if you had Rob on the floor with Al, he could be up higher. So he'd be, at the level of the screen, and even if Levine got past him, Robert Williams can step up, and then the other guy, Al Horford or a guard, can dive down and pick up Rob's man. There, There's rotations there that, that you can do quickly that can account for the, the guy who's coming around the corner, the ball handler, when Robert Williams is there to be a deterrent. But when Robert Williams is not there to be a deterrent, if if Al Horford were to be up high and Zach Levine got by him, then it's just a free run. It's just a free run at the basket because he's not worried about Rob back there. He's not sitting there going, okay, where's, where's the shot blocker? He's just saying, okay, got by my guy, got by Al Horford, one dribble, Two steps, and it's a, you know, doing chin-ups at the rim. So, 
Celtics have to figure that out. And it, it really is incumbent on the guards to play better. And now also without Robert Williams, he had a horrible game from Noah Vonley. I mean, Noah Vonley was just awful. Absolutely god awful. He played 12 minutes. It was a minus 16. He had uh, five fouls. He just keeps setting these illegal screens that he gets busted on. And they it just keeps piling up. He this is the this is the the downside of Noah Vonley. He's gonna he's gonna have some good games, he's gonna have some games like this. Uh, and that was this was a bad game. You can't really count on Blake Griffin. He played he played garbage time. They relied on Grant Williams to play play big, and he was he was not anything special in this game. The bench in general, Brogdon, like I said, minus 24 in 22 minutes. He was a minus 24 in his first first half stint, which is hard to do because the Celtics were up 19, and he just was part of a bench unit that fell apart. But the Celtics defensively, 120 points in, what, two straight games? They're giving up. I don't know if it's been updated, but they're giving up like 116 points, 120. It, it's it's a too many too many points that they're giving up. This is a team that's built around their defense, and I just think the perimeter defense has to be better. You gotta, you just gotta help out. You gotta help out your bigs. You know you're down. You gotta help out. The other big story in this one: the technical fouls, the ejections. Joe Mazzula got tossed. Grant Williams got tossed. Oh, boy. <laughs> I have thoughts, and that's coming up next. Thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen. You can make Locked On Sports today your second listen. Check them out. Biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Locked On Sports today is a good show. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. So, the technical fouls were out of control. But starting with Jason Tatum, that dismissive wave that he does, he has to stop doing that because it's always a technical foul. And you might sit there and say, well, it's a silly tech. It's dumb that that is a technical foul, but it's always a technical foul. So stop doing it. I don't care if it's weak. I don't care if it's soft. I don't care. You can say all of those things. You can scream those things from the rooftop. Does not change the fact that it is always a technical foul. And if something is always a technical foul, no matter how stupid it is, don't do it because you're going to get a technical foul. And he keeps doing it. Stop doing it. The other thing, Joe Mazzula, I didn't know if he was getting tossed on purpose, but I don't think he was. I, I've gone back and forth on this. I, I just think that he just got a couple of quick texts that, and, and I'll read the pool report from Mark Davis, who said he was asked, what did Joe Mazzula do to warrant the two technicals? Davis said after previously being warned at 453 in the in the quarter, he comes out, he comes onto the court making unsportsmanlike comments and is assessed his first technical foul. He does not get off the floor and continues to point and complain and is assessed his second technical foul and is ejected per rule. Uh, okay. I mean, I guess 
technically, no pun intended, that that's true. But you can't, let me tell you something. Greg Popovich is not getting ejected in that situation, right? Nick Nurse is Eric Spolstra. They're not getting tossed in that situation. They're not. What did Joe Mazzulla do? That was a bad, those were bad technical fouls. That was bad. There was two quick ones. Give them the one. Give them a second. Let them get back. I don't, I, I, I can see if he was saying, if Joe Mazzulla was saying, you know what? I'm getting tossed right now. And this is going to be what lights a fire under my team. Coaches do that sometimes. But those, those type of situations is more going at the ref. It's just more directly going at the ref. I think Joe was just complaining. He was trying to back up. I, I agree with Brian Scalabrini. He was backing up Jason Tatum because Tatum had the demonstrative kind of thing, the wave, and he got the tech. Vucevic had a demonstrative thing. They said in that same pool report that it was not, uh, let me see, Vucevic has a heat-of-the-moment reaction with no overt act. The overt act of the wave is a tech, but the whatever Vucevic did was not overt enough to warrant the tech. But the Celtics disagreed. Joe Mazzullo is backing up Tatum, and he got tossed for it. That's dumb. And in the grand scheme of things, the points, they don't matter because the Celtics were, at that point, it was, it was over anyway. The Grant Williams thing. I don't know. I don't know. I watch that back and forth. I think he has some plausible deniability to say, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to touch her. And I don't think he's the type of guy to to do something like that necessarily. But heat of the moment. He goes back and he falls back trying to draw the charge. Now, he'd just been called for a crappy offensive foul on the other end with uh, the pick that he set on uh, Caruso. Caruso crumbled to the ground. But that Grant Grant leaned forward a little bit, but that shouldn't have been. That, that was a terrible call. Then he comes back and he, he draws what he thinks is a charge. Probably could have been a charge. And now he's pissed. As he's on the floor, he sees the ref. And then he gets up and tries to run by. And here's the thing. Does he does he give that left arm a little bit of an extension or not? Is that just his momentum or not? I can't tell. I can't tell. I don't know. It looks like, again, very plausible. You want to believe that he was just running by and trying to get to the get to the sideline and just one of those, ah, I can't believe this, and I'm going to calm myself down on the sideline and be, be cool. But if somebody were to say, you know, that left arm kind of, he saw where she was. He knew where she was. I'm not, I can't, I can't dispute it. I can't dispute it. And I only say that because, if I can't dispute it, that means it's going to get suspended because making contact with an official, if it's deemed intentional, which again, and the put in the pool report, Mark Davis said 
makes intentional physical contact with her and is ejected per rule for this uh, sportsmanship act. If they sit there and determine that that was intentional, they they determined it was intentional on the floor. They must have reviewed it afterwards. If the league agrees, then he gets suspended for a game. That's just what happens. You make contact with the ref, you get ejected, you get suspended for a game. And then on the way out, he has some choice words for the official, Cheryl Flores. I wonder if those choice words had some trigger words in there that might increase a fine or increase a suspension or something. I'm just saying, and again, you're probably saying going, that's soft, that's terrible, and whatever. I'm not sitting, I'm not sitting here passing judgment on whether it's soft or not. I'm just telling you what it is. You want the real you you can I can sit here and, and scream about it if you want me to. And maybe someone else somewhere will scream about it on a radio or another podcast. That's fine if you want to. I'm not going to because I'm just telling you the reality of what this is going to be. The reality is when you bump a ref and it's determined to be intentional, that's a game. And just keep an eye out if it's it's a game without pay. If he's just suspended, it'll be a game without pay. If there's something else in what he said on his way off the floor, you will see a, a game and a fine. Or maybe maybe multiple games. But don't be surprised if you see him dinged for a game. That's and, and like I said, I can't tell. I can't tell. If he's if he did that intentionally or not, I just can't. I want to believe that he didn't do it intentionally because that's that I don't think that's something Grant Williams would do, but I can't tell. I can't tell if he got so pissed off in that moment that he just lost his cool. And if I can't tell, then maybe the league can't tell. And if they can't tell, then they'll just go with the refs and side with the refs and say that was. It was intentional. That's what's going to happen. That's just what's going to happen. You're going to come out of this game. You learn some hard lessons in this game. You learn that the offense needs to be on point. Perfect. It needs to be ball movement cuts and all of that stuff. You need, you just need to, you're not good enough. As good as this team can be at its best. It's only at its best when they move the ball, move your body, pass, 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 cut, 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 all of that stuff. It's only, that's the only time where they're at their absolute best. The defense needs some work. They need to fix some of that stuff. They need to figure out, are they dropping too far on pick and roll coverage? Are the, are the guards, are the perimeter players doing everything they can do to keep guys in front of them? Are they doing everything they can do on the pick-and-roll coverage, in that drop coverage especially, to run guys off the line? Are they doing everything they can defensively? And then poise, character, the techs, Tatum. So you can call it a weak tech, but it's a tech. Stop doing that. Grant, got to keep your cool. 
even even if you say I didn't mean to do it, just got to keep your cool. Because Grant's Grant's been trending down this road where he just talks so much after every damn call. It's it's just it's just going to be too much. Don't put yourself in that position. You just can't put yourself in that position. Right? That's the rule. Couple days off for the the Celtics now. They have uh they'll travel on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I assume they're going to be at practice, which I will also be at practice. Friday is a game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So lots of coverage coming up here on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Maybe we'll do another crossover. Lockdown Cavs podcast is a, a good one. We can uh try to preview that game. And I hope you enjoyed yesterday's crossover. We'll do a lot more of that stuff. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you're getting it directly to your device, or you can watch the show on YouTube. Ring the bell there after you subscribe to get notified when I drop a new show. Some of these post-game shows like this one are going to be late, but I try to do them every every game this season, most games this season. So check it out. Subscribe. Share the podcast. Tell your friends and family and everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.